Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi everyone, welcome back to Private Education, the Smart Sex and Relationships podcast. I'm Ashlyn Keenan, your host. And this week, it's Christmas week. Well, kind of like, when is it Christmas? It's Christmas in five days. Uh, which actually, just as I said that, I actually almost vomited because I'm so unprepared. I have so much to do. Um, But today I am just by myself in, in the studio. I'm very sad um, because I had... I have a really, really, really great guest coming in in January and we were meant to be recording this week and um, between the jigs and the reels, we couldn't, but the uh, we will be doing it in January. So it's going to be a deadly episode and uh, I'm excited for you to hear it. But in the meantime, it's just me. So I wanted to say before I start, th- this week I'm going to be talking about, um, based on actually, I put up a poll on private education Instagram and I asked what you guys would like me to talk about today. And a lot of people said Agony Ant, uh, an Agony Ant episode. So I'll, I'm going to do one of those again in, in January. But today I'm going to talk about the fact that I don't drink and how that affects my dating relationships and life in general. Because I get so many questions. Like you wouldn't believe the amount of people that message me on uh, Instagram and ask me questions about not drinking. Like the whole time. I even have a one of those feckin highlights about it because I just get so many questions because uh, it seems like it's not so it's not so unique anymore there seems to be a lot a, a big shift towards not drinking but there it hasn't always been that way and in fact for the longest time I think I was the only one in my family and friends extended friends as well that didn't drink um, but before I get into it um, I just wanted to say a very very big thank you to everyone who listens that's subscribed on Patreon I have, I think I have 138 people as of today, which I'm buzzed about. Um, And I'm going to be kicking off the bonus private education episodes for Patreon people in January as well. So that's something to look forward to. And in the meantime, I'll just be spamming your inboxes with lots of um, very honest beauty reviews. And actually, I did a beauty review there um, at the start of this week. And I listed, five, I li- in fairness, for balance, I listed five things that I love. And then I listed four things that I absolutely hated. And I got a few new subscribers from it because I know people just wanted to see the things that I hated. Um, and I was very honest. And I was, I, you see, the beauty of Patreon is I don't need to, I don't have to really care that the brands might be looking because they're not subscribing to my Patreon. Um, so it's it's a really very freeing thing to be able to be completely honest about um, beauty products and uh, be completely unbiased the whole time. So yeah, thanks to anyone who has subscribed on Patreon. And if you are interested in subscribing and getting um, first in line for those uh, episodes, the bonus episodes of Private Education, you can go to 
patreon.com forward slash Ashling M. Keenan. That's my full name. Um, so yeah, we'll get into the not drinking thing. I have, so I'm going to start off by just telling you my general tale of woe about why I don't drink. And then I have a rake of questions that came in on Instagram and I'll go through those and answer them. Um, so basically like people always ask did you always not drink and I get lots of weird responses from um when I tell people I don't drink or when people realize I don't drink so I just never have um when I was a teenager I like you know all my friends were doing the usual thing of starting to drink when they were 15 or 16 um and I just didn't want to like the very very odd time someone would like I remember on my 18th birthday someone bought me a Jaeger bomb and I drank it because I don't know I was it must have been a weak moment but I just was like yeah okay I'll just drink that and I did and it was disgusting and um I don't think anyone likes Jaeger bombs so let's be honest um but you know that that happened but I never I mean I've, I didn't I was never drunk I never drank more than uh, like maybe that happened once every five years or something like that I might have one drink um I've tasted all the different drinks you know just to see if there's anything that I was completely missing out on in life um and yeah I just when I was a teenager I found I I wasn't there was not wasn't a massive amount of peer pressure on me but I I also didn't really care about peer pressure at the time uh, I'm not sure why um so I decided not to anyway and as I got older then it just became a thing that I really enjoyed um in the sense that everywhere around me people were having hangovers and having the fear and that didn't seem like any crack so I was like yeah cool I'll stay off drinking um and it never you know that whole thing of Dutch courage like I never seemed to need Dutch courage maybe I don't know maybe like my great 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 grandfather was from the Netherlands or something I'm just like a bit Dutch anyway but I didn't need like I just didn't feel like to get up and dance or to go and chat to someone or to um whatever like do, do mad things I didn't feel like I needed drink to to do all those things and like that's not to say that when I was in college or when I was a teenager or when I was in my early 20s that I didn't do stupid things and mad things and things that I regretted like I I have had the fear but without the backing of alcohol um yeah I I did certainly did things that were stupid and reckless and um with no concern for my personal safety um when I was completely sober which actually makes it worse because you know at least other people have an excuse I had no excuse um and I found since I mean I'm what am I I'm nearly 32 now and I find it more difficult I have found it more difficult as an adult to not drink uh, than when I was a teenager you'd think like the, the perception is that when you're a teenager there's loads of peer pressure and you know your friends are going to be like oh why aren't you drinking you're a dry shite and there was a bit of that like there was always people who didn't understand and um not relied on on alcohol for things but like certainly used it as a bit of a crutch and um they didn't understand that I didn't or they didn't understand why I didn't want that crutch or need that crutch or whatever but I think as an adult like it's gotten harder because when you're at work say like when you're in an office or whatever and everyone's like oh my god I'm dying for gin and tonic on Friday afternoon or evening or whatever after work after a hard week 
I like I have nothing to say. I've no like, oh, I'm like because it doesn't have the same impact if I say, oh, my God, I'm dying for a can of Coke. Do you know, like it just doesn't mean the same thing. It doesn't have the same implication. Um, and likewise, when I go out for dinner um, and this is actually something that grinds my gears. When I go out for dinner and I'm in a restaurant and I say, I'll have a Coke, please. The waiter says one of two things invariably. First of all, they say Diet Coke. And I say, no, no, regular Coke. And I'm always like, if I wanted to bleed in Diet Coke, I would have said diet in front of Coke. I'm not thick. But they, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if that's a reflection on um, my size or or whether they're just mishearing me or whether it's so unusual for someone to not order a Diet Coke. I don't know what the story is there, to be honest. But they always either say diet or they say, oh, you're not drinking. Oh my God, why aren't you drinking? You deserve a glass of wine. And I'm like, I don't have time to explain to you my life choices since I was a teenager. I really don't. Like, I feel like sometimes sometimes I feel like I get to the point where I'm like, maybe I will just be like, well, Joseph, it all started when I was 12 and I made my confirmation and I decided I was going to take the oath not to drink. Like, you know, I feel like just trolling them by actually letting them know why I don't drink. But I, I'm yet to do that because I'm not a I'm not a bad person at heart. Um, But the, the, that always happens. I always get a waiter who's like, when, or sometimes when I ask for a Coke, they say, yeah, and what do you want in the Coke? And I'm like, no, no, just a Coke. Thanks very much. So it's tricky. And actually on this, I'd love to hear from, uh, I'd love to hear from any of you who don't drink as well, uh, who have experiences like this or whatever. I don't know. Obviously, I'm just speaking for my for myself here and from what happens to me and how I feel about it. Um, yeah, and then the other thing is, you know, when you're, an adult and it's almost like an expected thing that you like crack open a bottle of red on a Friday or over the weekend or if you've had a hard day or whatever and sometimes I kind of feel not left out but I just feel like I'm not I'm not a real adult I know that sounds so stupid but (laughs) I feel like I'm not in in some kind of exclusive club um and when I say exclusive Everyone else in the feckin' world seems to be in it except me. But like, I, I feel like I'm not a real, a part of real adulthood or what it is to be an adult because I don't, I don't drink. It's it's bizarre, but it's true. And I, I would love to know if anyone else feels that way or if it's just me. Um, So I have questions here. I'm going to um just pull them up and answer them. So I asked, what would you like to know about not drinking? In the, and it can be obviously in the context of dating and relationships or it can just be, um, you know, about general life, but not drinking. So I have ones here. <laughs> There's nobody. The first person just says making a move. So I presume that means like trying to instigate the ride when you don't drink, which I, I will get around to, but that, I won't answer that one first. So um, Dutch courage. Someone asked about Dutch courage. I am actually not the person to ask about this because I don't know what it is. I legitimately don't know why I never felt embarrassed to go on a dance floor or embarrassed to talk, go up and talk to someone like male or female. This is not just like about hitting on people. This is, you know, I can have small talk conversations with people and not need to be tipsy or, um, you know, like I, I, I go to a lot of work events and stuff um, and there'd be a lot of there'd be a lot of free booze because how do you get people to go to your event? You give them drink um, and there'd 
so people would inevitably be having one or two glasses and I've heard a lot of people say and I don't really understand this but I've heard a lot of people say that you know god Jesus you need a couple of drinks to get through this and I can honestly say I genuinely and I'd love someone to explain it to me but I genuinely don't understand that that might sound ignorant or whatever but I if there was something that I felt I couldn't get through without drink or or if I needed a couple of drinks to kind of help me through something I probably just wouldn't go um or I would leave I would instead of being like oh I'll 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 oil myself up a bit to help me face this I'd just be like well why am I here do you know um and that's I I probably sound like an arsehole saying that but that's just the way I see it like I've never I've never forced myself through any situations um unnecessarily so and and of course there are things that you have to go to like I mean look work Christmas parties or whatever with your boss there you know maybe you do need a couple of drinks to to make you feel better about talking to your colleagues for a few hours and I know there's things that you have to go to and have to be seen at or whatever um but I don't know I just I grin and bear it I suppose if I do have to be there and if I don't have to be there I just don't go um so with Dutch courage like I said maybe I'm half uh, Dutch but I, I just I don't know if uh I don't know I don't know what the answer is I don't know how to explain why I don't why I don't need it um but I I suppose like I guess it boils down to just knowing what you're willing to put up with and what you're not willing to put put up with in terms of you know and knowing what you want to do and what you don't want to do and if if it's something that like say you know for instance if you're out on a night out and the dance floor is there and people are like come on come up and dance come up and dance like and this happens to me the whole time I'll be heading over to go for a dance and I'll be like come on come up and dance with me I love this song and someone will say oh no no give me I, I need three or four more drinks before I'll get up and dance that person I mean if they don't want to dance when they're sober maybe dancing isn't for them <laughs> I don't know like maybe that's a, st- a stupid thing and I actually it's times like this I wish I had someone opposite me who could give me feedback and tell me to shut up being a dope but like if you're if when you're sober you don't want to dance maybe dancing's not your thing and uh but then you know I know a lot of people who dance when they're drunk and have a whale of a time um so yeah I don't know I'll move on the next question is how do you get past the awkwardness um I presume I'm going to presume for the purposes of this that it's in like sexual or dating scenarios um and I think I might just have a real high tolerance for awkwardness or an ability to make things not awkward um which yeah I I acknowledge that that's not always possible or that's not something that everyone can necessarily do but I think what I anytime I feel awkwardness in a situation like whether that's um if like you know if you're on a date or if you're in work and you, you're small talking with someone you don't know what I always do is I go on the I do that like classic thing of asking loads of questions so I just listen intently to someone and ask them questions because then that takes the pressure completely off you you don't have to talk then you just have to listen to what they're saying and then ask them a follow-up question so it completely takes the conversational pressure off you and it and it eliminates any awkwardness 
So say you're talking, you're sm- making small talk with someone and it's completely awkward uh, or, or you're trying to chat someone up and it's really awkward. Just turn that trick on. Literally just be like, and come here, what, and what do you do? And, and another thing actually, when you're chatting to people or ch- trying to chat someone up, something that people love to talk about is the challenges of their life. So I, I've just found this, I don't know, I don't know whether this is a documented thing or if it's just something I'm making up, but um, I find that people like to talk about themselves in terms of what what stresses them out or whatever. So oftentimes if I'm talking to someone and it's kind of awkward or it's, or it's a small talk kind of conversation, I'll ask them about their job first. Then I'll, yeah, so I'll ask them about their family situation or their job. And then I'll say, so yeah, God, that must be really hard. And what about this? How do you deal with that challenge? Or the God, that must be blah, blah, blah. Do you ever get tired of blah? You know, and ask them about something that you think might be a strain for them or that you think might be a, a sticking point for them. And whatever it is, it's always, it's just always worked for me. Whatever, whatever it is about that, people are always, I maybe it's because people love a, love a complaint or maybe love people love having a little rant or whatever. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like people just like talking about their their challenges. So that's how to kind of that's how I would get past the awkwardness in a chatting up sort of situation. In terms of sex, um, and awkwardness, I guess it comes down to you know I've obviously never had drunk sex in the sense that I've never been drunk when I've had sex with someone. And that's not to say that I haven't had sex with drunk people because I have. And that can be awkward from my perspective because it's not always uh, good or uh, not, not not even that it's not always good, but it's not always, um, I was going to say tidy, but that makes me sound like a complete crazy person. It's it's kind of, uh, it's not always, It's a, sometimes it can be a bit sloppy or, or uh, a bit, all over the place or a bit out of out of whack or whatever anyway um to avoid sexual awkwardness that's actually a tough question because again like as someone who's never I've never if you can think of it this way I've never experienced what it's like drunk so therefore I've no frame of reference um and again if something is ever awkward I mean what I I always just laugh it out like there's no there's everything doesn't have to be so serious as in when you're having a, a, a first sexual encounter with someone or when you're having any sexual encounter with anybody I suppose if something awkward happens smile through it laugh through it don't it doesn't have to you know your sexual encounters don't have to look like a movie and you're you both don't need to be drunk to have a great time and you know the awkwardness also can sometimes come from um being naked in front of someone for the either for the first time or just in general and you might have you know body hang-ups or whatever and what I would say in that regard is no matter who you're having sex with if you've gotten to the point where you're about to do the deed I've said this uh, so many times before on the podcast but like they're not they do not care what your body looks like if you've gotten to that point in your in your life in your relationship as short as it might be if you're in front of someone and you're about to strip off and have sex with them, they do not care that you've got a patch of cellulite on your left bum cheek or they do not care that you haven't had a pedicure in five years and you've got hairs on your toes. And they, they, like, they, they don't care. They don't care that you've got, you know, you've put up 
two stone over the summer or over Christmas or whatever. Like they just, you know, they don't care. The, your body is perfection to them in that moment. And so it doesn't, you don't need to feel awkward about being naked in front of someone. And I know, <clears throat> I think it has not restricted me, but I definitely think in my dating life, as brief as it always was in between relationships, like I don't think there was ever a time where, you know, someone, uh, I, th- I, th- I do think there was occasions where people were reluctant to date me or to talk to me or to continue talking to me once they found out that I wasn't drinking. Um, and that's actually something that um, I find or I found a challenge into adulthood is that people don't always understand your choice not to drink and also people don't trust you when you don't drink and people think that you're going to remind them of what they've done if you're not drinking or you know so if you're not drinking your partner actually might be extra self-conscious that they're being messy or they're being body conscious so think of it that way as well you know you're not the only one that's feeling a bit awkward because you're not drinking they're they the, the person you're having sex with or the person you're dating or the person you're going on the date with or chatting up might feel equally as awkward because they're thinking oh well this person is looking at me and they're stone cold sober and I'm you know a messy drunk or whatever so there's probably awkwardness on both sides and I mean I don't I don't know if there's ever been a sexual encounter that hasn't been in some way awkward from both sides so just I think bear in mind that it goes both ways and that you know whether you're drunk or sober or both drunk or both sober or one or the other it you know there's going to be moments that are not you know movie perfect um so you kind of have to just roll with it I think um I'll move on to the next question um does not drinking cause any arguments in your marriage that's a good question and yes it does to be completely honest and I'm sure my husband will my husband will both be reluctantly acknowledging that I'm telling the truth while also like Ashling shut up um it does it, not that it causes arguments because we like not you know it would never cause a big blow up row but there's there's certainly differences um I think when one of you doesn't drink because what sometimes will happen is my husband does drink um, now he wouldn't drink often and he actually you know we're both in our 30s now like people don't go out as often as they do in their 20s when they're in their 30s um, inevitably so he doesn't go out a massive amount um, we you know we both have jobs we both have a lot on um, but if he does go out my because I'm at home or or even out with him and I'm sober I'm very aware of like okay take take it from what if he's out and I'm not I'm at home and I'm thinking the worst I'm thinking oh my god he's drunk somewhere and he's forgotten he's lost his wallet and his phone is in a ditch and he's can't find his way home and I like all of these scenarios cross my mind so I'm like I just like I, I think it causes me to worry a good bit and then you know that's not obviously not a nice feeling to have and then like as in I worry unnecessarily about his personal safety I don't know why because he's grown up and like actually even I was passing someone in town last night a guy probably in his 30s and he was like clearly hammered and leaning up against a railing as if the and I think the railing was actually supporting him and he just looked completely completely hammered and I was passing him and I said to my friend I was like do you think he's okay do you think we should ask him does he need a lift home and my friend was like 
we're not asking that strange drunk man do you need a lift home like you need to calm down and you know that's the sober person in me coming out being like I need to take care of this drunk person and that's kind of the way I feel about my husband sometimes but I think the the it, it could not that it causes arguments but it does cause you know like sometimes like the phrase will be said well you don't drink so you don't understand or you've never been drunk so like as in you know there's certain things that you experience when you're drunk that I would never understand as a as someone who you know doesn't drink um and then as well there's the thing of like we'll be having a discussion like say sometimes I go and collect my husband if he's been out or whatever um and I'll collect him and we'll be having a discussion and he'll be drunk so his perspective or his argument will be very much going in circles and I'll be trying to hit him with logic <laughs> and reasoning and he will be not hearing it and it'll just be going around in circles so there's there's times where I've had to just be like there's times where I actually have to check myself and remind myself that I don't drink and that I'm not drunk and that he is so that I don't get into an argument with him and so I think um this the person who asked this question I'm I'm I don't know whether what your situation is whether your partner drinks and you don't or whether it's vice versa or whatever it is but something I would advise non-drinkers to do with their partners is to have patience because everything happens a lot slower when you're drunk and by all accounts and um there's no point in getting into an argument with a drunk person when you're sober there just is no point and there's no point also in taking offense from somebody something somebody says when they're drunk when you're sober it just you know they're impaired and the the weird thing is I think it's better if both parties are drunk because the next morning then everyone can just be like oh look we were hammered last night it doesn't matter what we said but if one of your if one partner is drinking and the other partner isn't any kind of argument that does happen can't just be forgotten the next day because someone always remembers it and on that topic of remembering things <clears throat> excuse me something that I always um I remember from my teenage years and throughout my 20s and kind of into my 30s I'll admit <clears throat> is that anytime I'm out on a night out and people are drinking around me which is anytime I'm out on a night out um there is a whole thing of I obviously remember everything so I remember what everyone did who everyone did who everyone kissed where everyone went what everyone said to everyone like I remember everything and it has been said to me numerous times over the years that I shouldn't bring up details of the night before the next day right so like say I'm in a whatsapp group with a, with a gang of people and everyone's talking about the night before and somebody who was drinking says oh my god and remember I fell onto whatever and this happened and then my shoe came off and then the drink went all over your man and everyone has a great laugh, right? But then I come in with a, oh my God, and remember this happened on the dance floor and you did this and then you squatted down and you couldn't get back up. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's, there's a different response. It's like, you were sober. Do not tell that story because you have no right to remember that in such great detail. So, you know, that's something, you know, if um, other people who don't drink are listening, I've taken the, the stance now of just, uh, if things do happen on a night out that someone might be embarrassed about or that someone might not want to necessarily remember, I just don't remind them. Um, obviously, you know, you know your audience as well. There's people that I wouldn't have any, you know, uh, reservations about reminding what they did the night before. But there's certain times where you have to just go, that person would not want to be reminded that those were their actions. Even if they were hilarious, people might not want to be reminded. Um, and But but it is kind of a double standard at the same time. And I'd love to know um, anyone else who doesn't drink if that has happened to them before. Because if you bring up a story from the night before, you're a bad person because you're, you were sober. Whereas if someone who was also drunk brings up a story, it's just gas. Um, so I find that to be a little, that's a tiny little injustice actually um, against the non-drinkers. Okay, we'll move on to the, the next question. Um, their family said that this, this person just says, their family's reaction. I was treated like a weirdo at first because I didn't drink. Okay, so I I suppose what you're asking there is... Uh, is it that you want to know my other half's family reaction or my own family's reaction? Um, I, I'll tell you. I'll just tell you both. My my family, uh, my parents were bloody delighted because they didn't have to worry about me. But my family in general are very, very, very laid back and accepting of all sorts. And you could tell them anything and they'd be like, oh, yeah, grand, cool. And that that counts for my extended family and my um, my cousins and whatever. Everyone's just very chilled. My other half's family reaction, I suppose it's the same kind of reaction that everyone has. Um, it's unusual, I suppose, in Ireland to not be a drinker. Um, and it's getting, like I said, it's getting more and more common now. I think a lot of people are becoming more health conscious now. And also um, there seems to be a lot more um, acceptance of not drinking now, which is brilliant. But it wasn't always the case. And I think especially in in like kind of quote unquote traditional Irish families like there's it's it'd be rare that you wouldn't have a drink so inevitably like you go to a family party or a family gathering and someone hands you a a prosecco or a wine or a beer or whatever and you say oh no no thanks I'll go on go on just just have one and I no thanks okay I'm grand I'm fine thanks I know go on just have a drink do you have to have a drink I'm like no no I'm I actually am on ground don't need a drink I know, go on, just have one. Sure, it'll be good cracking. You know, and there is a lot of that and there's a lot of, then you have to say, you see, like, I would prefer not to have to bring up the issue that I don't drink at, at every single feckin' social occasion that's that's brand new. But you just have to because eventually you'll have to say, look, I actually don't drink. And you're you're practically bullied into to saying it because, you know, or and you don't want to lie. Like, I don't want to be like, ah, oh, look, I'm on antibiotics. Because then oftentimes Irish families will just go, ah, you'll be grand. Forget that you know medical guidance that you got from your doctor you'll be fine um 
so you, you do end up being bullied into admitting that you don't you don't drink and sometimes I've been at things where I've just taken a drink and held it in my hand because I just wasn't arsed getting into the the details um and sorry I lost my train of thought there oh yeah my fam my other half's family's reaction they were they were fine with it I mean everyone thinks it's a bit unusual everyone's like oh really you don't drink and what's why is that and you know and then I get some really inappropriate questions now not from uh my other half's family at all but like I've been out or I've been at something and I've had people say um and are you recovering and I'm like well no and that's a terrible question to ask someone like what you know I would just never that's like asking someone are they pregnant or you know it's just just one of those things you just don't ask I've had people ask me am I really religious or am I Amish or am I you know there's been I've had loads of different you know or am I pregnant people do say oh she must be, you know people assume that oh she must be pregnant she's not drinking and um, people also assume that people make assumptions about your personality as well they assume that you must be shy crack and that you don't you know you don't go out and you don't have a social life and you spend your time, you know, watching ear to the ground and knitting or whatever. Um, and not to disparage knitters because I know Cassie loves a crochet and she's in the room with me, so I better not slag off the knitters. But, you know, if people just assume that you are, um, there's, not, there's no crack to be knocked out of you altogether. And um, I don't, like, I'm not going to speak for me and my crack level but I think my friends would probably uh vouch for me that I'm like medium average crack on an Ido <laughs> um so yeah uh what's the next question here now um does your other half not drive you up the wall when they're drunk on an night out? That kind of is a similar question to, to doesn't not drinking cause any arguments in your marriage. He doesn't drive me up the wall at all. Um, apart from like that, if we're having a discussion and his his reasoning is drunk reasoning and it's not making much sense. But then I just have to remember, OK, have patience. You're not drinking. So this this discussion probably makes 100 percent sense to him and it doesn't to you. But that's because, you know, he's got eight pints on board and you've got no pints on board <clears throat> so no my other half doesn't drive me up the wall um when he's when he's drunk on a night out in fact he probably drives me up the wall more when he's not drunk than when he is um but I think like other people and th- one of the other questions here actually I might pair it up is that uh someone asked how do you deal with people when you're not drinking and in general like um, and I know a lot of people, if they go out and they don't drink. So if you're someone who regularly does um, drink on a night out, if you go out then and you're not drinking and everyone else around you is, I know that can be very difficult. I've heard that can be very difficult because you're so used to being in the same kind of mood, I suppose, or this in the same mindset as the people who are. And then for one night or for two nights or for whatever amount of time it is, you know, and, and people who are, might be pregnant and not drinking for that reason or sick and not drinking for that reason, they can find it difficult because normally they would be um, having a drink. Um, for me, I've no frame of reference. I've never been drunk. So, well, actually, I was drunk once and I'll get to that later. But I've never, typically, I'd never been drunk. So I wouldn't know what it was like to be on a night out and to be drinking. So I've never learned what it feels like to be drunk as everyone else. So I just, you know, I come at it from a completely different perspective. But on that, genuinely, and I can say this hand on heart, 
people who are drunk are fantastic crack and do not annoy me at all like I have been there you know and even even when it gets kind of messy I've been there when my when my friends have been you know getting sick or you know being being real sloppy drunk or needing a lift home or needing to be minded and I actually embrace that role because I think it's kind of in a way I think I like that I can look after my friends on nights out so I like that you know if one of my friends is really sick or gets too drunk or whatever I can go to the bathroom with her and I can make sure they're okay and I can drop them home and quite often I do drop all my friends home like I've gone from town to like Walkinstown to Crumlin to Terenure to Talla and then to Drumcondra and then home to like where I live in North County Dublin and it'll take me like two hours to do all the drop-offs but I'd rather that than risk them being you know drunk in a taxi or you know whatever it is I, I just I like being able to do that um and drunk people no drunk people don't don't annoy me at all I I have such crack um with friends and strangers when they're drunk the the only thing like I think people who are drunk are generally up for the crack having a laugh very relaxed uh very entertaining um the only thing that ever ever annoys me on a night out is and sometimes I'll get you know sometimes I'll get um you know tired of this is if I'm in a place and it's jam-packed and I'm getting elbows in the back and I'm getting knocked over and I'm getting knocked left right and center I think that bothers you less when you're when you're drunk as well I think you know that kind of boisterous nature of being drunk in a really really full pub or club or whatever um it bothers you less if you're also drunk but if you're sober that can get really annoying really fast and so sometimes I'll just make a quick Dexy and I'll just leave uh leave early um and that's actually something that I always talk about when people are asking me what I what I don't like about not drinking there's the one thing I, do, I really, really don't like is the, the double standard about when you leave a night out. So if I'm on a night out and it's one o'clock in the morning and everyone else is f- like on for like, where are we going from here? Will we go to Coppers? Can we keep this going until close to 5 a.m.? And it's one o'clock and I'm thinking, I am not having a good time here. I'll leave and I'll head off and I'll say to people look I'm gonna head and they're like oh yeah of course yeah sure you're not drinking so like you you don't want to be here for for this messy whatever whatever it it never is the case that I just don't want to be there because I'm not drinking it's the case that I'm not having a good time right but the thing is if someone who is drinking is having a shit time and at one o'clock they decide they want to go there isn't the underlying oh well it's because you're not drinking that you're going home early so I always think you know people like um if you are having a drink they don't like and you and you want to go home early your your excuse you know you're not having a good time that's a that's a good enough excuse it doesn't have to be tempered by the oh well you're not having a good time because you're not drinking and sometimes I like I feel like saying to people I'm not having a good time because this is shit crack and the music is terrible or the the place is full or whatever it is. It's not because I haven't had a drink. It's because this just isn't 
a good time in my opinion um and then on nights where I do stay out until 5am and I'm the last one to leave the dance floor and I'm in Zaytun getting some mad dish off the menu like those nights are then you know people forget that those nights happen as well and that I will stay out I'll be the last the very very last one to leave and I'll be the one that's encouraging trying to go to coppers now look I would never advocate going to coppers but you know I would be um the one encouraging the night to go on and on and on and last longer and longer so that does happen as well and don't so if anyone that's listening that is a drinker that has a friend that doesn't drink like just like I feel like treat them like anybody else treat them the same way as someone who is drinking because if they want to go home it might not because it might not be because they're not drinking and they're just no crack it might be because they're legitimately just not having a great time so you know um think of think about that before you kind of not judge because I know there's probably nobody that's judging me but like think about the fact that they might just not have and be, be having a great time before you um question why they're heading off um okay there's a couple more questions here um I wish this was live radio because then I could get questions in as I talk because I'm sure there's probably things that I'm bringing up that I should go into in more detail um making a move so I said I'd go back to that didn't I oh Jesus making a move um just make the move if you're not like I mean if you're drunk or if you're sober or if you've had a couple and you want to make a move on someone just do it and it like you know take the risk and if it doesn't go down well yeah fair enough you can't blame the fact that you were hammered but own it do you know what I mean just have the confidence to own your decision and I don't know about like people in general but if I find if you try and make a move on someone they're generally fairly receptive to it like so um people love having moves made on them um so yeah just own whatever move you want to make do it and then deal with the consequences later and even if the consequences are a bit cringy and a bit embarrassing they probably would have been if you were drunk anyway like if you make a move and someone is like eh get away from me that would hurt whether you're drunk or sober so think about the worst case scenario think about the most embarrassed that you could possibly be sit with it for a minute and then just make the move anyway because what's there to lose all they can say is no now obviously we need to bear in mind consent here this whole time don't make any moves on someone who's not completely willing to have that move made um what else have we got here um awkwardness I have like I do stupid notes at the start and I have like random words written down oh yeah that's something that um Cassie was asking me about actually uh what what do people do for dates when they don't drink um same thing that people who do drink do for dates except slightly less pub based so and like when someone says to me as well do you want to go for a drink or when someone traditionally in the past has said to me do you want to go for a drink I say yeah because I still do have a drink there's it's generally it's water or coke coca-cola but like I I don't you know I don't differentiate I don't have to say yes I would like to go for a drink but mine will be non-alcoholic like you don't have to be a knob about it you just say yeah I'll go for a drink and likewise I, I mean I look at it the same way as I don't drink coffee but when someone in a work context says do you want to go for coffee I don't respond to an email and say I would love to go for coffee however I'll be having hot chocolate because I don't actually drink you know you don't have to be weird about it you just have to 
you know yeah I'll go for a drink and then when you get there so this actually is something that that the whole thing of if you're dating someone and or say you're you know on Bumble or Tinder or one of those and you meet up with someone and you haven't told them that you're a non-drinker um, I remember having a really 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 big argument with my best friend and my husband who happened to be on the same side in opposition of me um, which was a lovely place to be but uh, they were both making the point that you know if you're on Bumble or Tinder to someone you should tell them in advance of the date that you don't drink and I fundamentally disagreed with that and I would actually love I think I might try and have either my husband or my best friend on to talk about that because um they had a completely completely different perspective to me I said I was making the point that why should you have to tell someone before you go on a date with them that you don't drink and they were saying well so basically my friend was on a date once and she the guy went up and got around and she asked for wine and he came down with a soft drink and she was like, oh, are you not drinking? And he was like, oh, no, I don't drink. And I can't remember the exact details, but I know she was put off by that because then she felt like she was over there getting, you know, getting gently buzzed and he was completely stone cold sober and she felt at a disadvantage. And not that she, she I don't think she, she didn't feel unsafe or anything like that. I think she just felt on the back foot because she was nervous. He was nervous. They were both on a first date. And she was drinking to kind of make it all a bit easier and to, and give, you know, have that bit of Dutch courage. But he wasn't. And I think that was a, a an issue for her. And I know my husband felt the same way. He was like, I think, you know, you should tell someone because it's a, it's, it can be a, a game changer or a decider or a, what do they call those things? Game changers? Just, what's, what's the word I'm, I'm searching for here? Um... Deal breaker. Thank you, Cassie. See, this is why you keep her around. Um, yeah, it could be a deal breaker for some people because um, not drinking can be a a big thing for, for certain people. And I know there are plenty of people that I would be fairly certain wouldn't go out with someone if they didn't drink. Um, and that's totally fine. And that's complete, like completely their prerogative. But I know, you know, if say for instance if I was single again and I was building a, a Bumble profile and I put on it that I don't drink you know the way you can put on on a, what's that one the new one Hinge on Hinge I don't know if it's the same on the other profiles because I haven't ever been on them but I was looking at um my friend's Hinge and you can put there's like a little wine glass and you put yes or no to indicate whether you drink and then there's a little cigarette thing and you put yes or no do you whether you smoke or not or then there's like a little pill and you can say whether you take drugs or not which I think is very transparent and obviously you don't have to answer those questions but um the little wine glass you know you can see you can scroll over and see if a person drinks or not and I I really really fully believe that if I set up a, a dating profile like that and put that I didn't drink it would cut the amount of people that would be interested in me in half if not more um because I genuinely think that people were, would be like not intimidated because intimidated indicates that there's something to be intimidated by but like I think people would be just put off by the fact that um someone doesn't drink and so like that I think this is where the argument stemmed from with, with myself my friend and my my husband I think we we differed because I would not have put that there I would have just not ticked yes or no on the little wine glass on my dating profile and then I would have kind of 
I don't know, just gently brought it into conversation or not even tried to gently bring it into conversation, but just let it naturally come up when I eventually did go on the date or whatever. But they thought that that was disingenuous and that I was misleading whoever I was going on the date with. Um, which I have to admit was a funny hypothetical situation to be talking about with your husband. But I, you know, nonetheless. Um, so I'd love to know, actually, message me or... Um, I might put up a question box or whatever, one of those things on, on Instagram because I'd love to know what your take on it is. I, actually, do you know what I'll do? I'll do a poll because if there, there's nothing we love more on private education um, on Instagram than doing a poll, I'll put up a poll and I'll see who thinks they should be forthcoming with that information um, whether they do or don't drink on their dating profiles because I'd love to know. And when I say I'd love to know, I would love to be proved correct, but I fear I may not be proved correct because I actually think I might be in the minority by... Um, because I, I think uh, only not only people who don't drink but people who don't drink would understand the um, the want to not have to put that forward like I don't I don't consider the fact that I don't drink to be a major part of my personality or who I am now granted I completely understand I've just spent what an hour talking about nothing but that fact but that's because of the <coughs> context of this episode it's not something I talk about a lot really but um yeah I don't consider the the not drinking thing to be part of who I am it doesn't define me it doesn't give people the measure of me in fact I think of it I think of it as completely inconsequential really so I wouldn't put that up there the same way I wouldn't put up you know my religious views or, or lack of religious views I suppose or my you know political views or whatever I like they don't define me they they, they don't it doesn't matter to me um, so it shouldn't matter to, to others but anyway I would love to I would love to know and I, I actually may do a follow-up episode maybe I'll convince both my husband and my best friend to come on and argue with me for an hour which is what will happen because I swear to god when that argument happened it was in my house I remember I was sitting on one couch and they were sitting on the other couch and I actually was on the verge of tears because they were both so adamantly against my take on it so I'd love to know whatever how everyone feels about that um I think I've gotten through pretty much all the questions. Cassie, have you anything else that you think you'd ask me about this topic? Uh, do you actively avoid social situations that have drink at them? Cassie wants to know, do I actively avoid social situations that have drink on them in case no one heard? Um, no, I definitely don't. In fact, well, to be honest, there aren't many social situations that don't have drink at them. Like there's all of the work events that I would be at, there would be drink at. If you go to someone's birthday, it's in a pub. If you go to, like my birthday was in Drury Buildings, my 30th. Like, you know, I don't, I don't think there's anything about my social life that's different from someone else's who does drink. Um, And I think like, you know, going on dates and stuff like that. I mean, like I do the same thing that everyone else does. I go to the cinema and... I might go for a walk the odd time like there's no I don't know about you but I don't think there's feck all to do in Ireland for dates anyway I'm always at a loss as to what to do and there's only so many times you can suggest going to the zoo before you're told the zoo actually isn't that interesting um, and actually I, I know of someone who <laughs> on their first date they suggested going to the zoo and the person the, the girl was like absolutely not because we're probably not going to get married next week so how about calm down just take me for a drink like a normal person um but yeah like I, I think I, I, I would never actively avoid uh, a social situation where there's drink and in fact I mean people are where drink is so like I 
I like people. I like being around people. Um, I'm very much like an extrovert. You know, when you take those tests, the Myers-Briggs tests, I'm like, I think 89% extroverted or something like that. It's ridiculous. And actually, interestingly, a friend of mine who might be listening to this very episode was 100% introverted, which I found fascinating. That's neither here nor there. But I just found it like absolutely like captivating that she was 100% one thing. Um, But yeah, I know I love, I love in, in Ireland, every like everything is very much focused around the pub and social lives are like you don't turn up to someone's house even without a bottle of wine to give them or you you know you don't go to dinner and not say to the rest of the table will we get a bottle do you know like it's just it's just part of life and my life is not any different really apart from the fact that what's in my glass doesn't contain 4% 4% alcohol or 5% alcohol or 12% or whatever it is um so yeah it doesn't doesn't uh it doesn't make me avoid social situations at all um no more than I would avoid a social situation anyway as in there's times where I'm like I'm absolutely allergic to going to that but it's nothing to do with whether there is or isn't drink involved Um, it might be because there's someone there that I'm like I would rather not see or something that I would rather not do but not because of alcohol or anything else have I covered it all Cassie has said I've covered it all. I feel like I have bored the living shite out of everybody that listens to the podcast. I've bored the living shite out of myself. Um, So I'm sorry. Sorry that you had to listen to that. And I hope somebody found it interesting. And I hope I didn't. Um, I didn't. I hope I didn't bore you. Although I'm sure you did. I'm sure you're, you've turned off. You've long since turned off. Um, So yeah. Thank you very much for listening to me rabbit on for an hour about the life of a non-drinker and if anyone has any questions if anyone is thinking of giving up drinking get on to me because I can give you all sorts of um support I can't give any advice because there's no advice to give really but I can say go you well done it's great life and actually that's the thing I've never had a hangover and for that I am thankful because I I really really don't think they're uh enjoyable correct me if I'm wrong um and there are lots of benefits. Like I'm sure my liver is in fantastic nick. Now that that's not, you know, an immediate benefit. I'm sure if I ever become an organ donor, somebody will get a deadly liver. Um, and, you know, there's there are all sorts of benefits. Like, you know, I don't know, you going out for dinner is cheaper. I'm trying to think of other benefits to not drinking. There are many. Um, so if anyone wants, I might actually do... Uh, the benefits of not drinking here are 20 for patreon and uh, let people have a read so yeah um i think it's great and it hasn't had a massive massive negative impact on my life at all um in fact i would always look at it as quite a positive thing um so yeah thank you so much for listening and thanks again to the patreon people thanks to everyone who there's been a few new reviews and a few new star ratings up on itunes thanks again for that and as always, I would ask if you enjoy the podcast and you think you know somebody who hasn't listened who would also enjoy the podcast, send them the old link. I'd really appreciate it. Um, and this is me signing off for Christmas because it's Christmas. Like I said at the top, it's Christmas in five days and I am having complete nervy B about the whole thing but I'm not going to do an episode for the next two weeks (laughs) and if even saying that gives me the heebie-jeebs I'm not I'm going to take two weeks off for Christmas and come back at you in January with 
a whole raft of deadly new guests and new topics. Um, but I've been flat out getting an episode a week out since we, we launched in May. And sure, Cassie needs a holiday as well, and so does Scout. So we're all going to take a little time off over Christmas. It's the perfect opportunity, actually, if you've missed any episodes or if you have a rake of them saved up to binge on, listen over Christmas. You know that you know that missing week between Christmas and New Year's where everyone just is like, what is the point of my life? Where am I going? What What is happening? Why have the couch and I become one entity? Um, listen to them then listen go back and listen to a few or you know go back and listen to some of your favorites I, do, I wouldn't want you having withdrawal symptoms is what I'm getting at here um, but yeah we'll be back in January I'm gonna have a look at the date now the first um, okay so we're gonna not have an episode on the 27th I'm sorry we're also not gonna have an episode on the 3rd but then we'll be back in your ears on the 10th of Jan so it's not even that long that you have to wait Um, so until then thank you so much for all your support. Oh my God, we're going to be in a new decade. I, t- I totally overlooked that fact. I'll see you in the ne- I'll see you in the twenties, guys. And thank you very much for all of your support this year. I really, really appreciate it. And um, yeah, on the tenth of January, I'll be back with something deadly. TBC. Don't put pressure on me. Okay. Talk to you then. Love you loads. Over and out. Back to you in studio, Sharon. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.